You're listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and J-Raff. Well, that's a good start, the computer freezing up right there. But that's okay. I know we're still recording. We just don't have the video up yet. We'll have the video up there shortly. But here we are in episode 200 of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, sitting next to me, co-host J-Raff. Yeah, um, you know, what What would 200th episode be without, um, you know, some technical issues that we, that we experienced a lot throughout, especially early on when we were still kind of uh, finding our way. Um, you know, when we were finding our way through, through a lot of this, uh, it was, uh, you know, one thing after not, you know, we, we joke about all the time how we would uh, kind of sit down and be so worried about, you know, every little detail we we have to worry about and kind of uh, keep in mind, but, you know, not necessarily, um, you know, all, all those little things on a weekly basis. But of course, we get to, we get to episode 200 and, yeah. You know, I mean, we get a refresher course. Of course, why not? I mean, it still looks like that the live stream does not want to work through Ustream for what. At this minute, but we're going to keep plowing ahead because we are live on Mixler.com. You can get that feed at jmnjrradio.com. It's right there on the homepage. You don't have to click anywhere, it's literally right there at the top. Um, and uh, we're going to have this video recorded portion as long as there isn't any. Mix up at the beginning. We'll have that up up on YouTube, uh, hopefully later today, if not sometime early this coming week. But again, this is the 200th episode of the Joe Mays and J Raff Show, and it's uh, also really our fifth anniversary here coming up in just a few weeks. I believe the day that Justin and I sent those famous text messages to each other was around February 11th, and uh, within eight days we had figured everything out did test shows and then i think our first show was like february 19th or something like yeah. that so mid mid february is where it all began and uh you know here we are and uh it's kind of great timing to do our 200th show on the day of super bowl 50 yeah it's yeah, the, when, literally when... the biggest sporting event probably ever i'm gonna guess the numbers are gonna say that well i mean july is a pretty big sports month so we have some things we have to consider there when we talk about big sports yeah, totally. sporting events however you know like the SBs and all that stuff but <laughs> super bowl up there up there close to the SBs. i'm kidding of course yes today is um one of one of the biggest days in in sports and actually um you know not that we talk about it a whole bunch but some people say in terms of uh difficulty to get a ticket oklahoma city thunder played at um, Golden State, which is in the Bay Area as well. Some people said it was harder to get a ticket. Now, they're not saying it was necessarily more expensive or anything. It's just in terms of the you know ability to buy a ticket on the market. Now, some of that has to do with you know a twenty thousand seat arena versus a right. eighty thousand seat stadium. Yep. You know, like that's that's part of it. But um, just a huge sports weekend in the Bay Area, um, including and obviously being capped off by um, this huge Super Bowl, which I imagine is going to ratings are just going to be unbelievable again you know you'll end up with probably 150 million plus um yeah I'm which sh- which is 
you know, you know, right around half, you know, a little under half, depending on, you know, what you're counting for the country's population. Country's but, like 320. Right. So. But, but if also, they get to 160. But, but those numbers are really hard to calculate, well, too. Cause, that's you only, know. like, isn't that television sets? Like, yeah, I don't, what kind I don't of the algorithm know. goes into right. that? Right. I don't know. I mean, I f- figure they have to take into some account, like, licenses of, like, places that show it, you know, like sports, like sports bars and bars, things like right, that. Exactly. Like, maybe that licensing for that counts as a certain number. Like, I don't know. Like, it'd be interesting to find out how they do that because I honestly feel like they may be underestimating. Oh, yeah. This. I would that think probably the goes number, across, that's not just for in the terms Bowl, of number but. of people following, you would think it would at least be 175, maybe 200, you know, two thirds of the people. Although, it's funny, like, every Monday after the Super Bowl, they always talk about this on ESPN Radio, like Mike and Mike. When they get the ratings, he's like, "Where are these people that that don't watch?" He's like, "Like I don't." He's like, "I don't know anyone." But in reality, you working do. retail, right, right. Services. You know, there there are people that don't watch. But, uh, there's people that choose to not watch right, too. I'm not right, saying right. like you're either watching it or you're working. Like, but like, it, it's funny. There are plenty of people that it's choose just, not. That to. that concept is just so foreign to you and I. Well, and it, it was also. Now that being said, I didn't watch last year. And four years ago, I didn't watch, but I was returning from the trip, uh, right. a school it's, trip. You didn't exactly and so didn't, have right. much of a choice there. Right. But those people, that's part of the people that haven't watched. Right. I always thought that up at Penn State, like they, they sold out all their student tickets, which is usually twenty to 25,000. There's usually high 30s to low 40s, 1,000 students at the University yeah. Park. So I know obviously more wanted to go. They couldn't get the tickets, but you know there was a, a group of people that didn't want to go. Right. It was like and, and relatively what are a you large doing on group, Saturday? like you know, like they're, they're studying and whatnot. Yeah, good for them. They're great. You know? <laughs> I, I have no problem with those people no, whatsoever, except no. when they try to like flaunt that they hate like right. Penn State football or the Super Bowl, and they're like, "Oh well, I don't watch." Like, right. I'm. What am I supposed to say? Good for you. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> I I don't I don't know, but yeah. So 200th episode. Five years of doing the show, I got to say, it actually kind of flew by pretty quickly. I remember yeah. doing our first show uh, upstairs in what is now my second kid's bedroom. <laughs> uh, with We had that single mic, which we've told the story a million times, passing the single plastic microphone No back video, and forth. so it was no okay. No video, yeah. Like we were huddled around one computer and, and just passing the mic back and forth. Yeah, a little bit different setup now, and it has been the case now for a few years, but uh it's been it's been a lot of fun doing this and uh we'll continue to do so it might be a little bit less frequent in the next uh, few months um t- probably take a little bit more time off because uh, this is a football show by and large we yeah. do you know high school college and a definitely nfl i mean we love baseball and hockey uh but it's good to have some dime- downtime here and there so yeah we'll um, we'll pop on we'll probably have a march madness show and we'll talk nfl draft we'll talk we'll have a baseball preview yep. and all that good stuff we'll talk hockey uh but it won't be the weekly affair as it's been uh, pretty much the marathon since uh end of july early august up yeah. until now so um but let, let's get into things let's quick do our super bowl preview before okay. we jump into the uh the, really, the main part of the show was we wanted to do the listener special. We haven't done one in a while, and we like getting feedback from uh, you you out there listening to the show. And I know we have at least four or five emails. I would, wouldn't be surprised if we got one call. Um, but to help other people do that, why don't we go ahead and give that contact information? Yeah, we'd love, you know, like Joey mentioned, we have a bunch of input already that we're going to touch on in just a few minutes. Um, however, we'd love to have your take as we kind of answer some of your questions or talk about the topics that you kind of suggested. So we'd love to have you call the show. You can call the show using the May Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 
563-6297. You can also email the show anytime, as many of you already did, uh, using the Maze Sanders Shop email inbox at jomazeandjraff at gmail.com. Again, jomazeandjraff at gmail.com. We also have presence on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter primarily. You could also get the show on iTunes. We have a brand new feed on there that's better than the previous one. The Blog Talk Radio Archive, which worked well for us for the first four years, four and a half years of the show. Uh, we now have better quality audio up on our iTunes feed, but that required a new listing. So search for the Joe Mays and JRAF show or JMNJR radio in iTunes and subscribe like, to us, the podcast. There. Someone someone this week asked me, they're like, what was the email address again? And I was like, Joe Mays and JRAF at gmail.com. Again, Joe Mays and JRAF. And I was like, oh, it's just. They're just repeating yeah, the yeah. show. I was like, and I was like visualizing, reading it off of off the screen, like, um, yeah, that's the part that doesn't change. Like, I know that part. Phone number, I don't know. Like, I'd have, I'd have to read that. But um, the, the email inbox, I've, I've got that down pat. So another two hundred episodes, and I'll, I'll have the phone number down pat. Um, <laughs> I got a text from uh, one of our better listeners, uh, which would be my dad, saying uh, he's not paying us to take time off. And I said, I said I wanted to double the salary. And I said, what's, du- what's two times zero? <laughs> So, oh, uh, so, so yeah, I'm almost certain we're going to be getting a phone call in the next hour then <laughs> for sure. Uh, but before we take any calls, we want to give our Super Bowl preview because obviously there is that, you know, besides this huge 200th episode, 5th anniversary special, after all 150 million of you stop watching our show, everyone's going to be racing right. over to CBS to watch the pregame and then the Super Bowl. CBS to just live stream on, on CBS pregame <laughs> right, right, yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm sure we can do that. We got we got. Jason sure and Pat are pretty good. They, they wouldn't, tech they wouldn't mind at all, right? I bet they would totally. We'd even run commercials, right? Yeah, why? If someone wants to pay me fifty million dollars to advertise that's the show, that's what we need to do to talk to our sponsors about running a Super Bowl. Super, spot Super Bowl ad. Year. That's that's right. You know, and then prices for that are doubled. Listen, listen. We'll keep production costs on the on the commercial down. It'll just be like a black screen with. You know, actually, you know what? We'll come up with something for free. Yeah. You know, but. right? We'll, we'll, we'll create the ad, yeah. the no cost, but the airtime. Yeah, that's if he, what if he gets just you. if he just jumps up and uh, creates that, gets us the gets us the time. We'll we'll make it worth his while. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as to not make it too blatantly obvious who we're rooting for, because I don't I don't want to give it away. Right. I don't want right. to give it away, because uh, you can clearly see that in the studio we are sporting Broncos jerseys, but we got this Panthers helmet here. Um, and all of this comes from my collection over the years. Um, technically, that jersey was won by my dad at Beverly Hills. <laughs> this jersey was my sister's because she loved the Broncos in Elway in the, in the 90s. Um, and then that helmet I got the, the year that Kerry Collins was drafted. So that helmet is 21 years old. It was acquired in 1995. Yeah, so, um, you know. Digging, digging some of the stuff out of the collection. Yeah, we um, actually were wearing this exact getup uh, probably about seventy shows ago. Yeah, um, two years ago when it was Broncos Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Uh, we also did the morning announcements for West Lawn United Methodist Church in these, and here we are again. Um, so I'm not gonna say you know we're rooting for the Broncos. We're just trying to get in the spirit of the game, um, but we'll get to our picks 
and who we're rooting for when we finish the little bit of preview that we have here. Um, so Super Bowl 50, this is the big one. This is the one that NFL has been gearing up for probably for the last five years, I would think, that they were thinking about this big game. They awarded the Super Bowl to San Francisco, I think, about around that time, four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, they knew Levi's was going to be out and in service a few years. It was a for giving them the new stadium yep. in Santa Clara. Um, you know, so it's still Bay Area. They talk about 30-minute drive and how that's a big deal. And, you know, well, the Patriots don't play in Boston. No, they do you know, not. Like, now, I, some people would argue – they're not the Boston Patriots. They're the New England Patriots. Correct. Touche. All right. But, you know, it's they still... were the Boston Patriots. Right, right. It, you know, if you if you want to call them the Bay Area 49ers, go ahead. I, I don't really really care. But, you know, it's San Francisco. There was, there was space. They were able to get, you know, a, a great stadium out there. Um, so, so good for them. Um, you know, because the conditions at what, for lack of me being able to keep up with a thousand of uh changes that the name took place candlestick right. you know for you know it was dated they needed an update it wasn't going to happen there so they got him to santa clara now there are all kinds of other issues that go on with stadium and that could be an episode in itself or two or three you know on stadium financing and things oh, like yeah. that oh my gosh. however however time. that's not the point of the show this is a big one um 50 they changed the logo they didn't go well, they didn't with want L. it to be Super Bowl L because that, <laughs> I mean, that just lends itself to so many jokes. Right. Uh, but they announced that a few years ago. Right. So it is Super Bowl 50. Now, will they go back? They are. They already remember? said that okay. they will. Okay. And I, I knew will be that was one of those yeah. things that as I'm asking, I'm like, Joey knows the answer to this already. Mm-hmm. So I'll just toss one up for you. So. Yeah, yeah. I just hit that one out of the park. Yes, they are going back. So next year in Houston at Energy Stadium will be Super Bowl LI. See, I mean, now. it's still Super Bowl 51. It right, just will have right. the Roman noodles will return. So uh, we got that going for her. For us, um, my dad and I are still hoping to get to Super Bowl LI next year. If uh, is that in Dallas next year? It's in Houston. Okay, it's at, it's at NRG, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That, yeah, I, that's that a stadium cool I'd like to, to see. Yeah, I mean it's relatively new. Yeah, um, it's massive. Got got the Penn State connection with O'Brien down there. Right. You know Hackenberg's going to be there. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, maybe we'll be yeah. playing in their home stadium. Hey, well, you never be, know. Cool. No, against uh, the Eagles. Be... No problem. Now we're just here. being ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get too far ahead of yourself. You know. Hey, you know, you never know. Maybe Nick Foles will take you to the promised land. Oh, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. The bit, promised too. land of the number one pick overall. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Super Bowl 50 is just the NFL. They've been hyping this up almost literally since last Super Bowl ended. As yeah. soon as the league year came around in March, you started hearing about their preparations. Right. And everything was going to have gold. All A lot of the, the teams were selling stuff laced with gold. The 50s yep. were, were emblazoned with gold I'm, number 50s right. at, at, the, at the midway part. They awarded the alumni football, you know, the Super Bowl alumni. They, they gave the footballs to all the uh, high schools where Super Bowl players had played. Um, and attended school, which was uh, pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, actually, um, we got to, um, or I, you know, I, I got to see those kind of firsthand this week um, as as they, uh, I think they had been at Wilson for, for a little bit. I don't know how long, but they uh, kind of made their, their public um, And as you're saying you this, know, I'm debut. reminded that I wanted to pull this up. So let me see if I can do that here. Um, if you're watching the video feed, which is working again on Ustream, so if anyone's listening on jmnjrradio.com, Ustream is working again. I don't know what the hiccup was, but for the recording sake, I've pulled up the Facebook pictures of uh, the Wilson High School uh, football team, the Bulldogs, and here in West Lawn, Pennsylvania. Uh, what the NFL did, and we, I think we talked about this in March or April when the yeah. NFL announced it, they had a Super Bowl high school honor roll, and what it was that was any 
player that has played in the Super Bowl, their high school got a uh, celebration, uh, celebratory football that is completely gold um, with the Super Bowl 50 logo on one side. And then the other side, each one was customized to say the high school, the location, their name, and then part of Super Bowl history with the The Roman numerals of the Super Bowl that they played in and then the NFL logo. It's a really, really cool idea. We heard about it. We were really excited to know that Wilson would be getting two because it wasn't just the winners, the the, the 50 or the 49 teams that have won in their roster. It was anyone that's played in the game. Unfortunately for our two players, Kerry Collins and John Gilmore, they both came out on the losing side, um, which I'm sure they're heartbroken over because that's the pinnacle of sports is getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. Um, But because of their contributions, um, Kerry, coincidentally, the Super Bowl that my dad and I were at, uh, played as the starting quarterback of the New York Giants when they lost to the Baltimore Ravens uh, in Super Bowl 35. And. To be honest, like, and we've talked about this before, um, you know, I didn't have the ties to this area at that time. You know, I I lived here six months at that time, seven months. Um, so I didn't really have the ties that I, you There's know, the front that really pulled me to that. Watching. So I was rooting for the Ravens because that's where my family ties were, um, you know, with my mom's side of the family being from Baltimore. So I was kind of rooting for them. Uh, and it was the Giants. I didn't want the Giants to win. And then in Super Bowl, I I don't even remember which one it was, but actually it would have been was it forty, which one? Forty one. Forty one. Yeah. You're so, about John. Yep. So yeah. Super Bowl forty one so, with John. Right. The one that I just pulled up here. Right. Um, it was Colts and Peyton Manning against the Bears down in Miami, a very mm-hmm. rainy Miami. Um, and I was pulling for the Bears because at the time I wasn't a Manning fan. Right, right. So John Gilmore being on that team, I already was on See, board. Right. And that one, that was one where. I didn't know John before that. I, I've met him and come to know so him since. You were rooting against him on purpose. I, you were like, John Gilmore plays for the Bears. I'm not rooting for them. It didn't exactly go like no, that. Wasn't, that wasn't how it went. But I was wearing... I was wearing a certain, this. certain jersey yeah. in here. I was wearing this. Oh, oh no, I'm making just, a mess. You're ruining right. everything. Hold, no, on, hold uh, on. Yeah. I, get, I got you. I got you. Hold that Hold that up. As I was... I was wearing this for uh, that that game, so... Yeah, it's uh, pretty clear that I wasn't, I wasn't rooting for John. I wasn't rooting against John, to be fair. And, so, and honestly, now, if that if that were the Super Bowl to play out now, it would that would have been a much harder game for me because I, I've met John, and you know all the things that we've kind of done with the with organization the and, and you know and just him, him being such such, uh, such a good guy and, and helping out the area and everything like that. Um, it, that would definitely have been tougher for me. However, I was happy for Peyton, and you know we'll we'll talk about that later in the show as well. But yeah, uh, yeah it was pretty cool to see to see the footballs. I, I really didn't want to like drop them and scuff them or, or anything like that. Right. So. so it is really cool that Wilson was able to get in on that, get those two balls. I, I think they may be working on some kind of presentation or something to that effect. Yeah, or some, possibly in the right. future. So, um, so if that happens, I'm sh- sure hopefully we can get some pictures from that because that would be cool. Yeah, especially if I'm sure John would be willing to do something. I don't know if Kerry would. Right, right. He hasn't been back in the area at least publicly um, in a long time. Right. Um, I think the la- closest I've seen him is up at Penn State, where he, right. he was there a couple times for anniversary teams and, and, and autographs and such. Um, but <laughs> my dad says if we get Super Bowl tickets next year and the Eagles are in it, he's selling the tickets. I think he'd have got, a buyer. I, I I'm gonna say I've got a buyer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we're safe on that yeah, front. I think you are. But uh, so Super Bowl Fifty, you know, the big deal about it. It, it is really cool. Um, 
to, to get to those anniversary ones. I'm sure the next big one will be, they'll make a big deal probably for 60, but the real big one will be 75, 25 yeah. years from now. That'll, that'll be a big one. Um, and they'll probably be working on, you know, they, they did a Super Bowl 50, you know, a legacy, you know, greatest Super Bowl uh, players and whatnot. And, and they'll continue to do that for each of the, the big, the big anniversaries. But Super Bowl 50 featuring the Broncos and Panthers. Now entering the year, I don't know how many people would have, if they ever did betting odds for every single possible matchup, I don't know where Broncos Panthers would be. I don't think it would have been very low. I, I probably would have been above average, closer to the top than the bottom. You know, because your top probably would may have been Seahawks Patriots, right? Would might have probably or Seahawks Colts, yeah. something like that, yeah. entering the year. You know, at like eight to one, or they're probably pretty high odds because you got to get both teams exactly right. 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 Um, if anywhere even does that, but Broncos Panthers. I, Panthers, I think, entering the season uh, for a lot of people were hit or miss. Could they continue the momentum that they have been building on? Were they going to take a step back? It probably depends on what you thought about the Saints and Falcons. Right on the Broncos side, you knew that their defense had been strong, but you could see Manning regressing. So I don't know if anyone really put them up there. I think two people thought they could win the division again, but they thought it was going to be close, and it ended up being close. But then they also didn't see them competing with the Patriots, which I'd say legitimate. But they didn't see them competing with the Colts. A lot of people thought the Colts were well, going to be say the team to step up this year. Possibly even the Bengals and Steelers yeah, too. Yeah. I, like you know, I, I'd say most people had them somewhere between third and six. I would say, yeah, I would agree. And I would say the Steelers ended up being exactly kind of what we thought they would mm-hmm. be at the beginning of the year. Strong, incredible but offense, but not a good enough defense. And that's essentially and where the, they ended the up. And the injuries really, and that, 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 that hurt, killed them, big. Them. That hurt right. them big at the end of the um, year. Bengals ended up being exactly what they've been every year. They got there on a different path this year, you know, dominating the regular season, then just injuries killed them, and then stupid, stupid, stupid plays. Penalties, yeah. So I guess that's kind of the same that's, road. That's the so it ended. It was the same exit, but it just they took a different route to get there. And then, uh, you know, when when you talk about um, the Broncos, it really, even though it looks different, you know, from the outside, you look, they jumped out to a great record. You know, they had some a little bit of a lull there, but they turned it on at the end. We've seen Peyton do that his essentially his his whole career. Maybe not the first couple of years, but that was the Colts teams. They were always strong all year. They were the one seed. We had both one seeds playing each other. Um, right, and you know, I, had, it, I think I had looked it up <laughs> that it happened. I think man, now I'm gonna forget the what the exact oh, scenario didn't, didn't was. happen last year. Right, yeah, it had happened yeah. also last year. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, this is actually the third consecutive Super Bowl to feature the number one seed from both conferences. But prior to Super Bowl 48, it had occurred just once since 94-95. That's insane. And that was 9 10 right, right. which And was that's when they redid the, the, the playoff structure, too. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting to kind of see how it goes. Like you said, it's kind of obvious where – well, we kind of joked about it. It's kind of obvious where our rooting interests lie. Um, personally, I'm, I'm – really hoping Manning gets it and can ride off into the sunset like we've seen the Denver quarterbacks do before. Right. This, to me, is the polar opposite of last year where I didn't yes. want either team to win. Yes. But I wanted to pick yes. a team to win just to have a rooting interest because that's fun. I agree. The Seahawks had won the year before, so I went with the Patriots. But either way, I, did, I, I wasn't, really, wasn't really excited about it in any, in any capacity. Two years ago, I was all on the Broncos because I right. didn't like the Seahawks. Here we are now, two years later. Broncos are back in it, but I don't really have anything right. against the Panthers. Right? No, me either. Like, and I, if either team wins, I'll be happy. Yep. 
you know, but I'm pulling for the Broncos just because I'd like to see Manning right. get that one, and, and silence some doubters, go out on We high. talk all the time about how, like, you can't ever bank on getting back there because it's just so hard and so difficult and all that stuff, and there's no guarantees, but let's this let's, let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If we have to bank on one of these teams getting another shot, it, it's the Panthers in their current state that, right. rather than the Broncos in their in current their prime, state. You know, you, right. So, you know, when you you just have if you look at it that way, I and just what meaning is that I'd love to see him get one and and be able to walk away if that's what he chooses to do. I know there's some rumors out there that L.A. wants it. That basically, it's he's done in Denver after this year. Oh, uh, yeah. he's done. Now, is whether he a free or not, agent or they just have to I think I think they'll salary. release him because of the salary. Um, but part of that's because Osweiler is also a free agent. Oh, Osweiler is up, so they have to. He showed him. enough right. to to continue to build with. And what and he's I got. think Manning gets that, but they talk about how there is some tension there. Um, but we'll we'll see how how that plays out. Um, I think if he wins, it's easy for me to say. If he wins, he walks away. If you win, then. I could also see him justifying to himself, look, I just won the Super Bowl. How can you say I can't play? You know? Right. But I don't know that he wants to go I, to, I to think LA. I, I really think struggle. that this was a revelation to him that he still has it but is losing it. Right. And the injury, he just can't recover as much. Right. To go out on, on a high note like this, and he's not going to be out of the NFL. It, he might take a year or two to do like commentate, commentating, whether it's with one of the big networks or ESPN. He'll he'll do that, I'm sure. Maybe he'll take a year off and then he'll do that for a few years. But he's going to be a minority owner um, for one of these teams, or he's going to be on the executive side right. and be, you know, a personnel evaluator. I don't see him being a coach. I think he'd be a good coach, but I think he I know wants to be even people, more hands. There are people that want him to go and be Tennessee. the offensive coordinator at Tennessee, <laughs> like. Well, I, but, people, I think, want to see him in an executive role or a minority ownership role in Tennessee. Yeah. You know? Um, so that that's the future of Peyton Manning. But in the, the present for Peyton Manning, he's got a fourth Super Bowl to play. Fourth different coach, which I believe is the only player yeah. or only quarterback, at least, in NFL history to get the four Super Bowls with four different coaches. Which is funny. That says a lot. Because they were talking about um, this morning, I think they were talking with uh, – uh, about Cam Newton and about how close they were to firing Ron Rivera and you know just p- hitting the panic button basically. They talk. I I now I, I'm having a they little bit of They waited because regression. we told them to. Right, exactly. We told them it was a bad idea and to wait it out. But of the eleven quarterbacks, I don't know if it's of the eleven that have played in multiple Super Bowls or the eleven that have won multiple Super Bowls. Seven of those had the same coach for five or more years. Wow. Which this is the fifth year for Ron Rivera and Cam Newton oh, together. Yeah. So. They tied that together. Whereas, you know, on the other side, now Peyton had coaches for a long period of time, and it happens over the career. But like you said, it's his fourth Super Bowl. Right. He went and with, won with Dungy. Right. He went and lost with Caldwell. He went and lost with Fox. Now he's there with Kubiak. Right. To go with four different coaches is insane. Wow. So, so, so that's the Broncos. The Panthers. Justin talked about a little bit. Ron Rivera. You know, we said keep them on, keep them on. This was what three was this three years ago before they went on yeah. this three three year streak of winning. Well, actually, I think it was only a year and a half ago. Was it? Really? It was only a year and a half. Then they went on, because they on were fire. like they were like they were like seven and two or something like that, and won like six straight to like get to eight and eight or so. I, I it was something like that. You're right. I to, think they were two and seven, and then they went like six and one. Right. And their last, yeah, I think I think that's what it was. I think it was like because they almost fired ago. him, and that was when Cam had the 
was Cam's car accident last year or the year before? It was last it was, year. Right. Because they but said then, up until that right. point, like, he hadn't lost a game. Right, right, right. <laughs> a regular season game. He was undefeated. Yeah. Um, they, they lost that one game to the Falcons. But, uh, you know, even the best of teams get tripped up. There are a lot of people throwing some hyperbole out there as this Panthers team being one of the all-time greats, well, it, which is you, crazy to right. think about. And But if they win today, the numbers kind of back it up. Like, they did. The numbers I saw of their turnover, they're like plus 39 in turnover differential this year, which is insane, which tells you the Broncos can't turn it over today. No, if no, they do, they have they to lose. play flawless. They can't have um, a C.J. Anderson oopsie moment. Nope, nope, they can't have any of that. And Manning can't right. over, you know, think too highly right. of himself throwing downfield. He's right. got to be a game manager. It, he has to he, do what he did against the Patriots. When you throw downfield, if it's not there, miss out of bounds. Miss out of bounds. Josh Norman comes down with it out of bounds. You know what it is? time to punt you know like it's so i all right i want to do half an hour on the listener questions so we're going to wrap up the super bowl stuff here with two quick easy things to do one how do you think the game's going to play out and two who do you want to win we kind Uh, of already did that one but i'll just say it who do you want to win Okay, I want the Broncos to win. I want the Broncos to All win. All right, so we settled we are, that. We kind of just said it earlier. We we both are on Manning. But again, it's the opposite of last year. If the Panthers win, I'm not going to whine or complain or bellyache or be disappointed. Good for them. Like, I have nothing against them. Luke Keekley is an amazing linebacker. Yep. Cam Newton has proved many people, including myself, wrong. Right. Uh, I love I like, Ron Rivera, so I like, I like Thomas Davis, succeed. like, trying to play with a broken oh, right, arm. Yeah. Like, all that stuff. Like, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome stuff. Uh, another positive, if the Broncos win like we want, though, is Jordan Norwood. Yep, absolutely. He's a former um, Penn State wide receiver who uh, you know, was a no, nobody coming to Penn State, then had a great career three, four years there um, with uh, Michael Robinson to start and Morelli and then finished with Daryl Clark. Uh, he doing it with Deion Butler and Derek Williams and that great. Um, that happened near the end of my college career and then a few years after I left. But uh, seeing Jordan Norwood – and he's not just on the roster. He's contributing. Right, yeah. He's one of their receivers. He yeah. plays on special teams. So uh, it's awesome to see him catching balls from Manning, possibly in the Super Bowl tonight. So that's why we're for the Broncos, Manning, Norwood. But, again, whoever wins, I just hope it's a fun, entertaining game. Absolutely. That's what I'm hoping for. And um, this was another crazy stat. Real quick. Oh, actually, why don't we go on to the next thing, and then I'll just well, give the one last crazy well, stat. What do you think is going to happen? Okay. We said who we want and I'm, why. Who do you think is going to I'm taking win? Carolina 31-17. Oh, okay. You, so you two touchdown victory yeah. for the Panthers. Yeah. I think the Pan, I think it's going to be one of those where you end up with, ah, if Peyton could have gotten him another touchdown, but at the same point, like I think what we've seen from the Panthers so far. Now, that goes against the stat I'm going to throw out right now, actually, because the timing is perfect. Of, I think the – like. 33 teams or something like that that have scored 40 points in in the playoffs or whatever they're like five and 28 again against the spread okay the following game like so after they blow somebody out completely what is, do you know what the super bowl spread is it was like four and a half i, I think it jumped to five there. five and a half because money was in favor pouring of in pouring in on carolina like immediately so it jumped up so i think it's like five five and a half on on carolina okay well i'm actually 
I don't know why. This is just the way I feel. I mean, I, I do know why, and this is what I'm going to go. That old adage, that old cliche, <sighs> defense wins championships. Do you know what Denver has? Number one the defense. The number one defense. And I got burned two years ago with the Broncos going up against the number one defense in the mm-hmm. Seahawks. I thought Peyton Manning and the Broncos, who at that time were a very potent offense, uh, I thought that Denver was going to be able to have their way with them, and Seattle proved that wrong right. almost immediately. Yeah. So I'm going to try to right that wrong, and I'm going to go with the number one defense and right. the Denver Broncos, who I think are being underrated uh, a bit here I would in this agree game with that. because of uh, that. you know how dominant the Panthers have been, how flashy the Panthers are. I, again, I have nothing against them, but right. I'm going with Manning, the experience. You know, while some people say, oh, he's one and two in the Super Bowl and got blown out two years ago, I don't care. This is, right. could be the last game of his career. I think there's a lot of players, including also Demarcus Ware, who is a seasoned veteran, who uh, wasn't, I think he came over the year after they lost the Super yeah. Bowl. I think yep. this is only his second year yes. with the team. Uh, so he, he wants this one, too. Um, I'm sure any veterans that have come over in the last two years, they, they want this victory as well. Not that the Panthers don't, but when you couple that emotion experience with the number one defense something's just telling me to go denver i think it'll be a little bit more low scoring than like you said um caroline's been putting up the numbers i think denver puts a lid on that a little bit and i'm gonna go uh denver gets the victory i'll say 23 20 okay then that fits kind of the motto you and i go with a lot of times where if you hold a team to 20 or fewer you've got to win the game and if i score 21 or more i want to win or if i hold that's how i feel like the I feel like the the Denver defense has to think we have to keep them under 21. We need three touchdowns in this game or you know 21 points. If we keep them under 20 points, we win the game. And I don't know that the Denver offense can do it. I'd like to think they can. I think they can be creative enough to get it done. We'll wait and see. And maybe the defense can help out a little bit in getting some of that done too. I was able to sneak an entry into the WEU morning show and who's going to score the first mm-hmm. touchdown. Um, my dad told me that they were taking these like kind of like prop bet type things um, on the game and you could call in. Well, I called in and they, they the show ended before they took any more callers. They only had two people enter that contest because they ran out of time. So I actually tweeted him from the Wilson account. I uh, tweeted Mike <laughs> Keller. I was like, well, you didn't get to my call, but I was going to take Ted Ginn because no one had taken that yet. They, I heard Demarius Thomas for sure. I don't, I don't know who the first one was. Um, but he's like, he's like, all right, since you tweeted me right when the show ended, I'll, I'll take it. And it's like a prize pack or something if you win. But I took Ted Ginn because not only is he one of the leading receivers for the Panthers, he's also a special teams ace, kick kick and punt returns, uh, if he's out there for that. Um, so I just think, uh, Ted Ginn was, that was the first one I thought of. You know, what would be crazy is if you ran it back for a touchdown, like the opening kickoff back for a touchdown because the year the Colts won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning was the year Ted Ginn ran the opening kickoff back for Ohio State State. against Florida and and Devin Hester, right, and then Devin Hester returned the opening kickoff against the Colts back for a touchdown and they lost to the Colts. So, yeah, maybe Ted Ginn feels it, takes it to the house, I win the party pack, but then the Colts, yeah, sorry, the Colts, the Broncos go on and, and end up winning the game. Yeah, that, man, that would be crazy. One cool thing real quick. The, the Nationwide Insurance Building in Columbus, Ohio last night, the lights were on that said, good luck, Peyton. Like, wow, yeah, nice. it, was, it was cool. Okay, so a couple, just a couple quick NFL things to talk about before we move on to the listener stuff. Um, this came up today that I thought we should just mention. Um, there was, it looked, people were passing it off as fake. 
But it ended up being true because Adam Schefter, the official Adam Schefter account, actually tweeted out that the Eagles are probably not going to tag Sam Bradford with the franchise tag. Which is fine. Like I'm $20 fine million with that. a year yeah. or whatever it would be. Because think about it. Actually, I guess they're based off of this year's numbers, aren't they? Yeah, this, I think so. Which is good top, because average of the top five. Because Drew Brees is thirty million next year is going to drive that uh, drive that higher. QB cap number up. Yeah. So they don't want to keep Bradford at that price. I can't say I blame them, but then there's a report that because oh. of new head coach Doug Peterson's who link drafted with Nick Foles, who worked with him in 2012, that if the Rams release him, which they owe him money the third day of the year league year, and he lost his job to Case Keenum, right. Why should they keep him around at what is like $6 million bonus or whatever it is? Yeah, $6 million roster bonus uh, in, in mid-March. Why keep him around if he's not going to play? Yeah. If they cut him loose, it sounds like the Eagles could be interested. And that, man, that throws a lot of interesting shade at Chip Kelly and his regime. What Howie Roseman would do would be like, you brought in Sam Bradford for Foles. We're getting rid of Bradford and bringing Foles back. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, look at – I don't – I don't know. He had a good rushing attack last year in St. Louis, and he was the worst quarterback in the NFL. Like, you got benched for Case Keenum. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I, people would just point out, it's because oh, you don't like the Eagles. You don't like the Eagles. I never thought Kevin Cobb was a good quarterback. No, I we never saw thought Kevin Cobb. Was and a good quarterback. We saw Kevin Cobb's big game, and we called it right there. We're like, this is going to blow up in the Eagles' faces. It did. And then... You know, same thing. Nick for Foles had Nick that Foles. massive game yep. again. Was it against? Was it even against the Rams? It might have been when they, he had like yeah, six touchdowns yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No, it was against the Raiders. Well, yeah, yeah you're right. It was like Raiders. seven touchdowns. Yeah. So there's that. Um, my dad <clears throat> texts in about my the prop bet stuff, oh. WU stuff. The whole reason I was able to get in is because he brought my attention to it. But he had called in um, when they were doing the color of the Gatorade, the winning team with the color of the Gatorade, and he was like the second to last pick. And he kind of got he got stuck with either purple or clear slash water. Now he took the purple, which I think it's a long shot because right. generally I I think you see red or orange. Mm-hmm. Um, you might see blue if it's Carolina. Right? Yeah, I don't know if they, if they have that any kind of correlation there with the team colors or not. But he has purple, so if the whoever wins tonight and there's purple Gatorade dump, he will also win some kind of prize. He'll be WVU. dumping Gatorade. He'll be dumping Gatorade on himself then. Right, and then last night were the NFL Honors, which is their end of the season awards, where they announce all the big, uh, the big uh, uh, hardware handed out. And the the biggest one was MVP went to Cam Newton. Not a surprise at all. Uh, he also won Offensive Player of the Year. A lot of uh, recognition for Antonio Brown. He was the Fantasy Player of the Year and also the Greatness on the Road Award. He came second, I think, in the MVP and Offensive Player of the Year race. J.J. Uh, Watt won his third rookie, or excuse me, third pl- defensive player of the year award overall in second straight. Uh, Todd Gurley and Marcus Peters were your rookies of the year on offense and defense, and Walter Payton man of the year, An- Anquan Bolden, and uh, Car- Carson Palmer and Adrian Peterson won the FedEx um, Air and Ground Players of the Year. Uh, Vincent Jackson got a Salute to Service award. Aaron Rodgers got his Play of the Year probably for one of his Hail Mary passes. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees got the clutch performance of the year. And I think the last one to mention, comeback player of the year, went to easily. Uh, I think that was an easy one to Eric Berry, who overcame uh, his cancer diagnosis and treatment to come back and have one heck of a year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think that was a lot of these I don't think were difficult, just like coach of the year, Ron Rivera. You know, there were probably each one of those you could have. You could argue for two or three players, but I think they kind of nailed these on the head this year. Yeah, I think that, I think they got them uh, pretty good there. So, you know, it'll be interesting. You see a lot of well, you see a lot of Cam Newton there 
Um, you don't see a lot of Denver Broncos on the list. Hey, um, it's a team game. But that that's exactly right. They're going to need to get it done. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see how that turns out, and we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely be talking about it for a long time, Certainly. regardless of how it, how the outcome ends. The Hall of Fame class of 2016 was also announced last night. The big headliner was my buddy Brett Favre getting in in his first year of eligibility. Uh, joining him will be Tony Dungy, Kevin Green, Marvin Harrison, Orlando Pace, Eddie DePartolo Jr., Ken Stabler, and Dick Stanfell. Uh, a lot of relationship to the Super Bowl this year, though, because Kevin Green played the last few years of his career um, with the Panthers and one of the great sack masters in NFL history. And Tony Dungy and Marvin Harrison, obviously, were with Peyton Manning in Indianapolis when they won and the Super Bowl. Eddie DeBarlo revitalized the 49ers franchise. Which, and they were able to win, I believe, five Super Bowls, 13 division titles, and make the NFC Conference Championship game 10 I, times during I, his I ownership. I have to say this, or else I'd probably get in trouble. Eddie DeBarlo Jr., a Northeast Ohio guy, I learned that from my roommate Joe. There you go. Big DeBarlo fan. <laughs> All right, so that's the NFL preview, the Super Bowl stuff, and uh, we're going to move on now. We have a couple questions here from listeners. The first one actually came from my wife, Kelly. She wants us to talk about the Olympics, something right. we don't talk about often here. Probably last time was two years ago um, when the Winter Olympics were going on. We probably touched on it a bit um, last May when we did um, the greatest female athletes of all time because a lot of those yeah. revolve around Olympians. Uh, so the Summer Olympics, though, are coming up uh, this year, this summer. Yeah. Uh, in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, which will be the first Olympic Games ever held in South America. Uh, I think the opening ceremonies are around August 5th, or maybe the competition starts then. So it's it's the first week of August and then running for uh, just a little bit over two weeks uh, down in Brazil. It's officially 180 days away, so we're pretty much exactly six months removed yeah. from the start of the Games. And according to the official Rio 2016 website, uh, over 10,000 athletes from 206 different countries will be competing during the 17 days, and there'll be over 306 medals awarded and uh, across 42 sports. And there are two new ones this year. Uh, golf coming back after an absence of 112 years. So the last time golf was a part of the sport was, what, 1904? <laughs> yeah. And uh, rugby coming back after 92 years. Uh, do not have baseball, softball back yet. That will be back in 2020, however. So. Right, which means golf was only a part of it for the first few Olympics. Yeah. And then it wasn't. Yeah. From well, it was the first Ascension. Olympics in like 1896 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so, because Atlanta was the, the centennial. Yeah. No, 2000, 2006, Athens was the 100th, wasn't it? No, because they, they wanted the 100th, okay. and it went to okay. Atlanta. Okay, so that was 96. Yeah, because yeah. Greece got it in 2004. Okay, okay. Yeah, 96 was Atlanta, 2000 was Sydney, 2004 was Greece. There we go, you're right. So uh, yeah, so golf was was not has not been around for a long time in the Olympics, which is interesting. To me. It's always weird to me how some of these sports get in. Yeah. Um, when you have forty two different events, just looking at uh, some of these that are listed here on the site, I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Okay then. Um, but the, some of the questions from Kelly are about what should we watch for, what are the most exciting events in our opinion, and what do we think about the location. The location one's probably the one that has the biggest controversy surrounding it. Uh, a lot of people think that the Olympic Games, these international competitions, could die because of the cost involved from you know, proposing to get selected, to being selected, to building up the event for the event itself. 
the some the countries and communities are impacted not not actually not usually positively no. they usually get well, a lot of flack about it and rio is no different right usually they come in and the way it'll work are that they'll get all these tax breaks and all these things so that none of the money that is going to these things actually ever makes it to the country itself it all goes it stays within the pockets of the people who assigned the olympics and th- that's not specifically olympic you know the olympics alone that's lots of the international competitions where they award these sites however there's also some questions about the legitimacy and safety of some of the venues in in rio and these olympics um you know They've done a couple pieces, and the IOC keeps trying to hush these people out. And actually, the person they brought in to like kind of oversee it wanted to be like, "Look, this isn't right." And they, like the international like uh, aquatics, whatever, like one of the events, the international people, basically they brought in somebody, and he started to speak out, like, "Look, this isn't right. Like, we're putting our people at danger because the water quality is so poor. Like, there's it's like raw sewage at some of these areas for these open water events, and." the IOC basically pressured this other organization and they kicked him out after five months in office. They, they got a new like head, you know, like they're just exerting, not saying, Hey, you're wrong. They were saying, Hey, shut up. You know, they, they, Hey, be quiet. Right. So that's becoming an issue. And basically they've got the athletes, you know, strong armed, like these aren't big time athletes in these, in these open water events. I mean, let me phrase that. They're not big name athletes that have these huge scholar or, you know, these huge, like, um, you know endorsements and everything and you know millionaires like that it's not like the the nba players that are playing in the basketball you know this is people who this is their life you know right. working in for this and doing everything they can to support their dream they know that these people aren't going to be like ah you know what the water quality is bad i'm i'm going to withdraw for my safety no they're going to compete either way and the olympics know it so they don't have to do anything about the water quality but they said there's literally a chance that like during the rowing that like a carcass of a dead animal is going to interfere with the race. Like that's that's an actual legitimate concern that like the oars and things are going to get stuck on debris and, and dead animals. Similar to 2008 in China with all the smog and yeah. the air pollution that we talked about. Um, if you've listened to the show, and my wife knows this, my favorite Olympics are the Winter Olympics because I can't get enough hockey. Like watching Olympic hockey is amazing. I love watching and basically any of the stuff on the ice um, especially speed skating too. I enjoy. Cur- I love watching curling. It's like every four years you get excited for curling. I love watching curling. I still don't completely understand it, but curling is really, really exciting to me. The next Winter Olympics is in Pyeongchang, uh, South Korea. I almost said North Korea. I don't think they're holding the Olympics in North Korea. Yeah, not, uh, not South so much. Korea in uh, probably late January, or early February, twenty eighteen. But again, the Brazil Olympics, the Rio Olympics this summer, in August twenty sixteen. Um, Probably the ones that people most look forward to are swimming and track and field. Yeah. And I believe the U.S. contingent is probably going to be favored. Um, they always have people nipping at their heels. Um, the Australians are usually pretty strong. Um, and there's usually a couple individuals that uh, get it going. But the Americans are always favorites in the water. And uh, they're going to have some pretty big guns back from not just four years ago, but over the really the last eight years, you know, decade plus, the Americans have just dominated uh, i think that's going to be the same this year in rio yeah they they don't have to worry about the open water so right, they hopefully right. that's no. that's all that's all and taken care from, of from an individual standpoint it'll be interesting to see how michael phelps ends this all out this has to be his last i well, say that it doesn't have to be but i 
it's kind of like Peyton Manning. Like I can't really see a situation where it's not his last, especially considering his next chance would be a minimum of four years away. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if you told me Peyton Manning couldn't play in another Super Bowl for another four, four years, years, obviously right. this would be his last one. Yeah, and they have, um, they have events in between, but right. everyone right. talks about the Olympics. Phelps, Phelps has changed. You know, he may not compete in the As huge, many. wide variety of events, but he's focusing in on a certain few, which um, you know is probably good for him. It, I hope he continues his domination. It's a lot of fun to watch. Some of his comebacks, uh, some of the ones from Beijing were just absolutely unreal. You know, and that yeah, was that was two Olympic Olympics that ago. Got, Kelly and I, we watched like basically if we were conscious, the Olympics were on. When right. we were at the gym, they were on the TV. When we were at work, we pulled had him up because we were working with computers. We had him on on streaming. Thankfully, NBC was doing that. Um, when we were we were home. We had him on. We just sat there and watched it. And because they're in China, the timing was interesting. Yeah, um, they were actually doing like the big stuff like early in the morning over there so that we could watch it late primetime here so that we could see it live, which was cool to see it live. Right. But to know that they were swimming at like 10 a.m. and we were watching at 9 at night right. was interesting or what, however it works out. Uh, but, yeah, watching Beijing was awesome eight years ago. London was fun four years ago, but now, you know, 2016. Right. Um, I think is Lochte still on track? To, well, see, yeah, that's the he'll thing. Be there. A lot of people are like six months out. They got to know. These teams aren't decided no, until, they, what, like May? Yeah, usually Something May. Like, it's going to be late yeah. spring, very early summer when a lot of these groups will be decided. Um, I, I've actually met some water polo Olympians, and they've they've told me that it's kind of crazy. Like, when you get selected for the team, like, there's these meetings in Southern California. You basically go into, like, it, it's almost like a store. It's set up, and you have a shopping cart, and there's a list of things you have to get based on your events. But it's all sponsorship gear. Like all the wear, all the so there's certain things you have to get, and then there's other things that like you can just get if you want, and it's just like you just fill your shopping cart with all this like sponsorship stuff, all these, you know, either either Nike or you know Speed, or whatever the group is, you know, right. you, you get whatever. It, it's kind of cool, but um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, like you said, I'm always interested in track, um, just because like especially like the hundred the hundred meters, like it's insane to me. To, when you try and think about this, so essentially we talked about football earlier today. It, they're running almost like from the back of the end zone to the the far, far goal line, essentially. You know, they're running more than a hundred yards, and they're the, they're doing it in less than ten seconds. Right. Like, just I think to translate that, I think uh, Usain Bolt's like forty time translated forty time is something like a three six something or something like that. like you know full like you know, almost half second faster than like the fastest ever at the combine, you know, now I'm not saying, you know, that would translate onto the football field exactly the same way, but it's just insane how fast some of these people are. And some of them, like you, you Bolt's like six, five, six, six, like he's a beast, you know, but, um, and actually the knock on him is that he, if he trained harder, he could have even been better. Like he, he's really good and he trains, but they're like, he's so good. He hasn't had to train as hard as he possibly could. Like, <laughs> like, oh boy! So, it, exciting events. Personally, um, I said I like the pool events, uh, swimming and diving. Really, really exciting. Um, water polo too, fun one to watch. Um, I really because it's only every four years. I kind of get excited by almost anything. You can put almost anything on the screen and I'll watch it. Um, basketball, but that's not as exciting because you expect the US to win. If we don't win right. in men's it's and women's, exciting it's a huge because letdown. of like pressure. Right? Know, yeah, like, yeah. Because you expect men's and women's to come out on top. Um, 
get fencing. You know, every four years you get. It's fun to watch that. Um, soccer or f- football. Right. Um, you know, I I think actually four years ago the U.S. didn't even make the Olympic team. No, like they weren't they allowed to compete. Um, I don't know if they've qualified yet for for uh, Rio. Uh, so, I think they have, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, gymnastics then is kind of the really if you're not looking at the main professional sports such as uh, basketball and soccer, you're talking about the things that don't get as much attention uh, until every four years comes up. It's swimming and I'd say gymnastics. Yeah. Or probably and then track and field too. Yeah. Swimming, gymnastics, track. Those are the three big ones outside of soccer and basketball that people really focus on. So the gymnastics ones are always incredible to watch. Uh, that was always one that got Kelly and I really going in Beijing, going up against the Chinese. Chinese team because they're always there's always right. a little bit of interesting stuff going on with what's with how they operate um rowing too i always enjoy watching rowing that's yeah. an interesting one the the stamina and strength that it takes to do that um so so that's a cool one to catch up on a while and volleyball i love watching volleyball whether it's you know the two people in the sand or it's the full team event in the right. gym uh those are, are really fun to watch and again the u.s is usually really really strong in 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 both of those events as well so well i think that's it so thanks to kelly for sending in the olympic question let's move on to your wife now she sent in a question um that's not football related but she's curious about these entries in general uh why don't you read them all right so uh it's it starts out it's not football related but generally um if we could be on any uh sports show or espn show you know uh, which one would it be and and why and if you could be a guest or a co-host or a commentator like you know just kind of elaborating on that and then the second one is who's your favorite espn sports commentator host announcer etc and why um Um, let's do the first one okay um i think it would be a lot of fun like to be on college game day on a Saturday morning. I think that would be a pretty cool one too. Yeah. The other one I would say is I think it would be cool to work with Scott Van Pelt. Like if I had SVP to, is right, awesome. Right. Yeah. I if think he it'd was be cool still to work doing with. radio. Right. SVP, that would be really SVP cool. SVP and J Yeah. There you go. Um, um, but I think college game day on the Saturdays in the yeah, fall. College, oh my gosh! It, like I don't know. If that I'm it, picking an ESPN show, yeah, it'd yeah. be college game day. If I'm going in general. And I'm not doing just radio, like anything in general. I probably would pick something like NFL Total Access. Okay, some, yeah, yeah, on NFL something really because, cool I mean, like that. You're not just going to do Total Access. Knocks? You're going <laughs> to, but you're going to be there for the draft. You're going to be right, there for right. free agency. You're going to like you're going to no, do all that stuff. Yeah. And you're doing football 24/7, 365. So I like the College Game Day one for being ESPN centric. But if we're going in general, I'd probably pick something on NFL Network. Total Access, the one that yeah, jumps. That, to that's my, cool. Or Game Day Morning. Oh, that would be a cool one. Yeah, something and, like any that. of that stuff. Um, those those would be awesome. And I would want to be one of the host co-hosts. Right. You know, I don't want to be. Random person they bring I think it would be cool guy. to work with Red Zone on NFL. Like, be the new Scott Hansen, <laughs> right? I don't know that I could do that though. Yeah, that's a long that's, time to not go yeah, to the bathroom. And, and he's got to know everything else. I mean, now you know right. he's got sheets right. and iPads in but front that, of him. That would be a cool one to work with. That yeah. Red Zone would be cool. Yeah, game day. Any of the ESPN or excuse me, any of the NFL Total Access game day morning, yeah. one of those. That would be or, cool. Or uh, yeah, Red Zone. Something with Red Zone would be awesome. Um, you've kind of already answered number two, I think, with Scott Van Pelt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But is there any, anyone else that off the top of your head? Um, I mean, I think it would be cool to do like the Mike Mike. That that is like grown. That's like its own entity, you know. And I get that they've been around so long. Like that's kind of where they're right. at. Um, I kind of like Rusillo and Canal. Like, I oh, you know what? Actually, this I like Rusillo and Canal. Sometimes they drive me a little nuts, but that's okay. Like that's that's part of their like what yeah. goes along with it. Um. 
but I think it would be awesome to be on Highly Questionable with, with Dan. Um, with Joe? And, and well, well, yeah, <laughs> we actually talked about that. But with Dan and Bomani and Dan's dad. Like, I think that would be that would be funny. Um, I, I That show has grown on me. I really like that show. I agree with you um, with Scott Van Pelt. He's still, I mean, I have that ESPN embargo pretty much since know, November 2011. Um, actually, most sports talk. You know, well, I mean, ESPN I, was a huge culprit, right. but almost anyone I pretty much gave up on. But Scott Van Pelt is one of the big ones. But then I think, I think back to college game day. I love Reese Davis. Yeah. I love Fowler. Yeah. And I love um I and I know some people don't. I like Herb Street. So do I. So I think Herb Street is fair like, and good at what he those does. Those ESPN those three ESPN right. college guys and then Van Pelt, those are the big ones. I know you wanted your top list is Mark May. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but those three guys, um Fowler, Davis, and Herb Street, those three yeah. would be really cool. I think that would be awesome. Van Pelt. And we're thinking outside. It's hard to go wrong if you're talking about, I mean, former ESPN, now NFL Network, Rich Eisen. Yeah. is also a yeah. cool one. That will be a fun one. Um, I think Dan Patrick, like, that's a kind of crazy, like, situation he has with his show. Like, how they're, like, it's just, like, a group of guys on it. Like, you know, like, that kind of hang out and do that. That's kind of weird. But, like, that's, that would be a cool one, a non-ESPN one to do. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of the, the trend I would go. I That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, those are good questions from from, your, from both our wives about the Olympics, which we don't talk about enough, and then uh, kind of what we're doing now. But if it was right. mainstream, you know, related to those guys or who we like or who we idolize, um, I think I think we nailed it, though, with those picks. I yeah, don't think I agree. go wrong with some of those guys. Uh, then your dad writes in um, – about uh, some some football related questions, uh, so he says, given the continuing and growing concern about serious life altering effects of football related injuries, one, do you think the NFL will survive the current scrutiny it is experiencing, and two, remain the number one pro sport in popularity? I, um, to give the quick answer, yes, I think it'll survive. To remain the pro number one pro sport, I say yes for the foreseeable future. Things change, like, so over time, you know, I, like, I how say, long are we talking? Like, could it, you know, change? Could something take off? Possibly. Like, basketball could really take off because of just the globalization of basketball. Um, however, when you play 82 games, or even if they lessen it like they're looking to, like, it's not it's not that one-day-a-week football thing. Right. And I don't know that. I think that's the biggest thing in the NFL's corner is yeah. that you. you it's you, an event. You know, every week. You want to say out of sight, out of mind. That's the big thing. But in football term, like you only get in pro football, you only get it from September through December essentially, because right. there's limited pool in January and February. You're only getting, you know, at most what is it, twelve? Or no, it's not twelve, is it? Yeah, it's twelve teams. Yeah, it left in January. Yeah, that's it. Twelve from thirty-two. So that's why you only get football for four months, September, right. October, November, December, professional football. Right. So eight months out of the year, you don't get the main event. There's other stuff because the NFL has done great that 11 of the 12 months, it's and, NFL and is, that's is the what, thing that's to lose. what has pro- propelled it you know, so high. They have a key off-season right. event that right. grabs everyone's attention. Right. And I, I agree with you when you kind of said, all right, what, do you think the NFL has survived the current scrutiny? Yes, I do. And two, will it remain the number one pro sport in popularity? For the foreseeable future, yes. If we were talking now, decades down the, right. the line, and that's not it's, to that's diminish, to right? That's not to say I write. Oh, I think they will come to solutions that work to the benefit of reducing those long-term issues. 
um, and whatever that is. Whether well, it's, and they already have. Every right. year they're adding something whether, new, whether it's a right. change in rules, whether it's I've, better medical practices, right? You know, just research, right? Change in preventative those things. measures. So I think it'll be steps in the right direction. Now, will I? I don't know. I don't know how long that'll be effective. Like, I, I don't know, but I don't see it being, you know. Like, honestly, I, you know, you look at it, there's lots of stuff that people know about and people still watch, the, you know, the, like, the, and I don't want to rail on research and concussions right. and say that it doesn't exist. Cause clearly it's stuff like that happens. It does exist. It's not football specific though. It's not the only place that it happens. No. It's just because of the intensity that, that the NFL gets and the re- people relish those big hits, people focus on right. it. Uh, but they, there's been thousands of people that have played football but the only ones they talk about are the few that that something tragic ended their life right. or they found this after they died but just because they found it after they died if it didn't if they can't prove that it had any impact on them dying like if it wasn't a suicide right you know they they and even then you can't say definitively right. is that the reason that right. that happened right there'll, there'll be people right. jumping on board on both sides being like no right. way was it that reason and other people saying absolutely that was the reason right. i'm not here to say yes right. or no to that right. but um, while it's an issue and a problem that's out there now, I think there's too many smart and talented people from all levels in the NFL organization and the team organizations to get it right. There's too much there's riding on it. Too much money. And when you talk about right, there's the too much money riding on it to not find the almighty solutions. dollar. Solutions will exist. Right. It and that's part of it. Like um, you know, I saw a thing about a different model for helmets, um, and not just talking about removing the face mask, but simply. Um, Helmets, as we know them, the padding on the inside gives, but the shell of the helmet is rigid. And this was actually changing the helmet slightly. It still looks fairly similar. You know, it looks like just a different brand of helmet, but it actually gives a little bit. So it actually, the whole helmet is kind of slowing that um, percussive, uh, you know, reaction with your brain, you know, kind of tucked away in the middle there. And that's kind of the way that that works out so that it... uh, you know, tries to slow down the impact. I think that's an interesting idea. And I think that's along the lines, not that that's the answer, but I feel like that's along the lines of where some of these answers are going to be found. Also, you know, you got to limit the hits to the head, which they're working on doing. You got to do these things. And like, as much as I sit here and complain about like, oh, you know, that can't be right. Like, you know, they need to be able to review that. That's a different aspect of it. They have to be like, look, you can't hit him in the head. You can't do it, you know? And, as much as you know, I hate it when it happens against my team or it affects a game or something like that. Big picture, not not a big deal. They they need to limit those hits like Perfect gave to Antonio Brown. I, and the last thing I want to mention here regarding the concussions and stuff like that, um, a lot of people make a big deal out of last week. The NFL released their report on concussions in 2015, and the number it skyrocketed like hundreds of percent higher. But it's not saying that the players are playing dirty or that it's a more dangerous sport. They're diagnosing them because they're making it happen. They're right. saying that player has to have people saying that guy can't be on the field. You need to have him right. looked at. Right. You need to have, you know, they're just getting a more doctors. accurate they're not picture just strangers. of what's going right. on. So, of course, when you have a wider pool of people being evaluated, you're going to have more people diagnosed with actual concussions. Right. If they're not being looked at, they can't be diagnosed. It's, it's like if they when if they didn't give drug tests and were like, hey, nobody tested no positive. No one tested positive. <laughs> right. Congratulations. You know, there's no one on drugs in whatever sport. You right. anything. Right, it doesn't exactly. have to be a sport. It could be workplace or whatever you're talking about. Exactly. Hey, you don't do drug tests, no one's going to test positive. Right, exactly. You do one d- drug test a year, maybe a handful get tested. You do one every week, 
a lot more people are going to test positive. You know, it's just the way it goes. So with better measures, uh, diagnostically and preventative, you're going to see those numbers shoot up. Um, both the people in the program and ones that are confirmed that have gotten it. It's just, that's the, that's the way it's going to work. So real quick, uh, the second question from my dad was, or actually third question. I was going to actually say, we're going to do that next time. Okay. Then we'll we'll come back. I don't want to rush through something because they took the time to write in and I want to give them the full, full time to answer it. But we got so many and we had to do the Super Bowl show that we're going to actually push this off to the next show. Um, None of them were time sensitive. I looked, I quick glanced over them. So we thank everyone that wrote in, um, we're gonna get to all those questions. Not many of them, if any, were very. If you have follow ups, yeah. If you have follow ups to or keep those something about in. the Super Bowl or anything that we mentioned here, definitely send those in. Um, not only do we have the ones left over in email, I also had some texts from my dad. He was asking about Penn State and James Franklin. Uh, the recruiting class stuff just happened. So whenever we do our next show, I don't know if it'll be um, in February or if it'll be in early March. We'll we'll talk about that. Um, but our next show, we will wrap up the listener special. Um, but we're we're very appreciative of everyone that took their time to send in questions, and we will get to them. We're not forgetting. Uh, we will answer every single one of them. Yeah, thank you. So um, that's the end of uh, episode 200. Crazy. It's been a great five years. Um, we thank you all for, for being along for the ride. If there's anything that we can do to make the show better, um, definitely send it our way. Uh, Joe Mays and JRF at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, JMNJR underscore radio. Joe Mays and JRAF at JMFlyer1454 at Mr. Underscore Raffoff. Um, any shout outs this week? Any birthday mentions or uh, uh, events coming up? Oh. oh. Wilson Minithon (laughs) was this weekend and we wanted the broadcast from it we were approached to broadcast from it but with other stuff going on this weekend Friday, Saturday, Sunday Uh, it just was too much Uh, it's a lot of work to get ready to do a remote remote show (laughs) so we thank them for reaching out and we congratulate them on raising more money this year than last year Uh, over $63,000 raised for um, the Four Diamonds Fund at uh, Penn State Hershey Medical Center and I think you know we mentioned they're approaching you know hundred and fifty thousand dollars over three, three years, years which yeah. is just incredible um and honestly to see at at working at the school seeing how it's kind of um how people have really taken to it like uh in the line dance i think one of the lines was like this is our calling to finish this fight or something like that like it was like some of the kids like it is i don't want to say giving them a purpose but they've really taken up the cause you know and and really are doing that and i know some of them talk not all of them go on to Penn State, but I know, for example, I know one that went to a school, another school, and they don't necessarily do THON necessarily, similar. but it's something similar, and she is already involved in that at her right. school um, for pediatric cancer research. And some that do go into Penn State look to get involved in THON. And another thing they're seeing is lots of underclassmen getting involved at oh, Wilson. I saw a ton of middle school kids right. last night. And like all the elementaries and middle schools raise money, and um, then you get a lot of freshmen and sophomores in there, which is great because then they get into leadership roles even sooner. Right, as they're already and excited. Right. They got three years right. to and do you start, it. You're starting to get some of the siblings of the. Well, it's just, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a it's snowball, snowball effect, right. um, and and it's you also get the trickle down and spider webs of right. you know, like you said, the kids that don't go to Penn State, they can either help start something right. similar or get involved with something that may be raising for another incredible it's cause. N- never the wrong time to do the right thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, there's a lot of incredible charities out there, um, but the one that that Thon focuses on is the Four Diamonds Fund right. to conquer childhood cancer. 
cancer at Penn State uh, Hershey Medical Center. So that so, was the big one I had there. Yeah, right. congratulations to um, uh, the Wilson uh, community and, and the staff and the students that uh, helped put on a great show again. Yesterday we were up at community hours from 6 to 9 at the high school gymnasium, and it was a, it was a lot of fun, another good time. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know that I have any other shout-outs. I, I guess I should mention there's going to be a couple birthdays probably while we're off, um, one of them being uh, Rich the Pats fan from yeah. Massachusetts. So happy early birthday to yeah, I wonder if he's even going to bother to watch tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's still he's still too upset. Actually, I bet he will, and I bet he'll be rooting for Peyton Manning. As crazy as that, like... I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, not, not necessarily the Broncos, but I think he'll be rooting for Peyton Manning. Um, I think... I think that with the success, and I don't know that. Maybe that's a good question, you know, listener question for him. Um, <laughs> but I think that the way the Pats are, that he can be secure enough in his ability to root for Peyton Manning to finish up. You know what I mean? Because it, them winning takes nothing away from what the Patriots have established. It's right. not quite it like, actually even makes not it quite like, like me as an Eagles fan rooting against teams I don't like. You were this close to beating the Super Bowl right, champs, exactly, right? Exactly. This close. Uh, I think that's everything. And you it? You done? Um, Anything else to say? I'm good. Nope. All right. Well, then thanks for joining us, and thanks for a great five years. Yeah. This wraps up the 200th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. Don't forget... You can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening.